0: Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to take big pieces of wood and make
1: them smaller. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right, it's Wood Talk number 379 for May 1st, 2017. On today's show, we're talking about router cut mortises, demystifying plywood, solid, or ply for a bathroom vanity. And uh, we'd like to mention that today's show is sponsored by a very special company, one of our favorites, Bruso Hardware. Be sure to check out Bruso's photo extra newsletter. This is a weekly update from Bruso dedicated to customer submitted photos. Bruso's customers work on detailed projects, including ring boxes, humidors, keepsakes, gun boxes, and furniture, of course. It's an excellent source of inspiration for your next project. The newsletter is short, quick, and has great photos. It's also delivered right to your inbox. To sign up, visit brusso.com slash photo extra, all one word. That's brusso.com slash photo extra. Uh, Matt, what do you have great to say
2: about Bruso? Okay, so I used their (laughs) knife hinges on a TV cabinet that I made about five years ago they still work
1: <laughs> the cabinet has not fallen apart they have not fallen off yet good, good news, news everyone
2: <laughs>
1: great yeah, i just figured i'd throw that on matt and see what he did with it uh, good you job
2: i'm quick today yeah I, that was really Take well that, done. mark Pop ah. the tail, right back at you yeah perfect
1: all right so and I, uh,
0: I used to have a box in here that had Brusso hinges on it and i think it must be in the master bedroom now so
1: sorry Honestly, what's gonna happen is if in like hundreds of years when the wood just eventually disintegrates, you're still just gonna be left with a nice little pile
0: of beautiful Brusso brass hardware sitting there, like untouched. Right. And and there'll be a post about it on what exists for the internet then about, you know, ancient wood shop found yeah. and look this guy just put all these beautiful hinges to waste. He should have used them <laughs> in a project. It's That's just right. It's a big pile of hinges. The only thing left intact are the, the
1: cockroaches and the Brusso hinges they'll still be there.
0: <laughs> That's a good marketing slogan. You like that? So so tough. It,
1: it, it lasts as long as roaches. <laughs> yeah. So you can <laughs> use that, Bruce, oh, if you want to. just uh, yeah. You have your people talk to my people. Uh, all right. Speaking of people, we'd like to thank a few for helping us out over at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash woodtalk. And let's see. We've got John Fitzgerald, William Graham. We've got a question from William uh, that will, or uh, I think it's like a what's new we'll talk about later. Grant Feldman, Brian Rupert, Chuck Rice, Mike Savoy, Jamie Ray, and John O'Brien. So, thank you so much, folks, for helping us out. We really appreciate that support. And if you go to Patreon.com/slash/WoodTalk and look at the different ways you can contribute, the different levels you can contribute, you can get some cool stuff back. And uh, it's our way of saying thank you for helping support the show. And of course, we'll also mention your name at the top of the show, like we did for those fine folks. All right, I think we should get you into. Promise not to pronounce it correctly. I do promise that, <laughs> unintentionally or intentionally, I, I will never reveal my secret. Uh, but let's get to what's on the bench. So, I'm working on my dining chair. Still got the legs done. Had a really rough, rough week with the family and uh, uh, ER visit with Mateo. And it was just uh, everybody was sick. Everybody but me and Nicole actually. So my kids, my kids and dogs are all having problems. So it was just a really rough week. <laughs> had to cancel Friday Live, and I was able to work this weekend, which was really nice. Just to to kind of play some catch up, and got the chair legs done. They looked pretty good. But I'll tell you, you know, SketchUp just does not prepare you for what you're going to see in an actual piece, you know, especially when you're talking about curved legs that then get rotated. So you need to see what is the effect of that curve as we rotate them around? What does that do for the splay of the back of the chair? And that's kind of what we're we're confronting at this point. It looks looks pretty good, but I'm uh, talking to one of the our guild members about he's kind of building along with us and seeing what his results are. And he wants more splay. I may want a little bit less. So it's kind of fun with this going back and forth prototyping thing. It's pretty neat. Uh, but nothing dramatic going on there. Uh, I did get the play in the snow in very late <laughs> April, almost May. So that, that nice. was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, thankfully that outdoor table was finished. So when it had eight inches of snow sitting on it, uh, I wasn't too worried about it, but here's the thing. When it snows this late in the season, obviously this is a common thing around here. All, well, not all, but most of the trees now have leaves on them. So what happens when they get dumped on with big wet snow, it just breaks branches all over the place. So I got my Cremona on and i took my little tiny one-handed reciprocating saw from milwaukee battery powered <laughs> i went out there and i was cutting logs baby now granted they they were twigs and branches and it was just a tiny little saw but i real i kind of felt like ramona for a little while <clears throat> did you quarter saw them i just did to, i did of course you, you know, know why not if you're going to do it and you give it to the garbage man you may as well
0: have it looking good <laughs> while you do it so that's going to that's gonna be like the new trend. Like if you go on Instagram, oh, there's a couple of the guys making like really miniature tools. Yeah. That'll be the new thing. Miniature sawmills.
1: Yeah, well, you know miniature, what I'll do?
0: Miniature lumber. I'll
1: just go get some oh, toothpicks toys. and I could sticker and stack my twigs.
0: <laughs> just oh, that little... just reminds me. I got a request for quote uh, the other day at the lumber yard for they wanted, was it maple? Yeah, they wanted maple logs sent to them like 25,000 board feet equivalent mm-hmm. to be made into toothpicks. Really? That's a lot of toothpicks. <laughs> Dang. Somebody's got to do it, right? Somebody's making so. toothpicks out there. Yeah, so, they're not yeah. they're not
1: just falling off of trees, but that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I guess someone you're right. Someone does have to do it. Well, crazy stuff. Um, Matt, what do you got going on?
2: Wow. Well, I think before I'm gonna derail things real quick here before I lose this thought because I'm not gonna have the mental capacity to remember to bring this up later. Sure. So I was doing some finishing last week. I was getting some finish applied to the mattress support slats for the bed. And well, like maybe a third of the way into finishing, I realized I really had to pee like really bad, <laughs> like all of a sudden. And then I'm like, you know, I can like take my gloves off, put my stuff down, go inside and take care of that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to stick it out. I'm ready into this. Let me stay out here and I and, uh, keep finishing. Well, of course, when you have to go, you kind of like. Your mind kind of wanders. And I was thinking to myself, how awesome would it be to have a bathroom in my shop? Because I would not have to go inside. I could just quickly go in there, you know, unzip, let it out, mm-hmm. let it fly, you know, come back. And you're, don't have to go anywhere real quick back to work. And I was like, Mark used to have a bathroom in his shop. And like as someone who doesn't have the have nots must think to themselves, at least I do. Like if I had a bathroom in my shop, there's no way I go back not having one in my shop. And I realized Mark's not a bathroom to shop anymore. That's right. So I honestly want to know how it's affected you. And like from your perspective of having a bathroom, to not having a pot to pee in anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't have a pot <laughs> to pee in.
2: <laughs> uh, it's actually not that
1: bad because I'm really fortunate. And I guess maybe not everybody's house is set up this way, but mine, the way it works out is right inside that uh, the garage door is our laundry room. And there's a bathroom right there. Uh, and, not only, and not only not only is door. there a toilet and a sink in that bathroom, but the laundry room has a slop sink, and it's a stainless steel slop sink. So, like in case things get messy. Yeah, well, no, I'm not talking about like defecating in the sink. <laughs> I'm talking about the other reason why you want running water. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Matt. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, if I need some fresh water to clean out a finishing gun or something along those lines. Not actually, you know, doing the poo poo and the pee pee in there. But yes, so to answer your question, it has not really affected me much at all because it is just a few more feet away and up a set of, you know, small set of uh, steps to get where I need to go. But
0: uh, yeah, I. And, and the shop's smaller, so it's probably about the same amount of walk, right? Yeah, really. From-
1: <laughs> it probably is. And the only thing that I don't like about it is, you know, even though it is a slop sink and I can't poop in it. I, I, When I do put finish and stuff or like I'm rinsing finishes or stains, it's still not, you know, it's inside the house. It's not something that I'm going to abuse quite as much as I abuse my slop sink in the shop. So I think more so, more than a toilet, having a slop sink is, I think, incredibly useful in a shop and that, that I do miss not having immediate access to.
0: Unfortunately, thanks to Matt, now anytime somebody says slop sink and cleaning up stains, yeah. I'm going to think something different.
1: <laughs> Talk about derailing! Nice job, man. Oh. Yeah, thanks hey. a lot,
2: Matt. I got I got this for you.
1: Yeah, and uh, you should probably just look into one of those like bags that you put on your, your leg and you just pee into that.
0: There you go.
2: You know
1: what I'm talking about for long glue ups. <laughs> I think it'd be good. A long finishing process that'd be
0: good. A colostomy bag.
1: Like the, the, the little bladder that thing that people put like when they go to a sports game or they're going someplace where they know they're not going to be able to pee. You know that type of thing. You're not familiar with that? Look it up.
2: It exists. Oh, I don't
1: want to. I'm good. I'm good. You just pee pee in a little a little funnel and it goes into a tube and down your leg. It keeps your leg warm. Wow. <laughs> in those
0: cold Minnesota days. You'll be fine. <laughs> Wow. Please tell us what's on your bench, Matt.
2: Oh, my God. Oh my please, <laughs> please save this. Bring it back. Oh, are we talking about woodworking again? We oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to breathe. <laughs> Work it out. <clears throat> oh, whoo-ha. all right. So the next project that I'm working on is the, the high boy. And I am in the earlier stages of planning for it. Uh, last week, I spent some time kind of going through like the internet and some books and kind of trying to find uh, something I like or trying to find some parts of things i like to put together. And I realized that like every single high boy on the internet all look the same. <laughs> like it's incredible how similar they all look. Yeah. Cause like on the, on a high boy, if you want to stay pretty, I don't know, minimalistic or simple to the design, there's not a whole lot of places where you can like change things up. You basically have like the lower rail with the carved drawer above it and then the carving on top, maybe the finials will be different. Mm -hmm. But like, I swear every single high boy I've seen, they all have Well, people in the watching live can see this, but like this one here where they have the carving on the bottom and that kind of translates into the lower rail, The lower rail has a scoop in it to follow the scoop in the shell carving or the fan carving, whatever Mm -hmm. they all look like that. So, I'm kind of at this point now I'm like, I was like hoping to like maybe make something that's a little bit different, but that's going to be a lot harder to accomplish something that's like somewhat more unique, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's been fun to kind of go through things. And like this book I have here is building period furniture by Glenn Huey, which has a high boy in it. And then I also picked up this, um, I guess like a prince of like museum pieces or like private collection pieces to look through. Um, the one that Glenn built in this book is actually based off of two that are in here, so I can go back and see the two that he based his off of and kind of go from there as well. But it is gonna be a. Actually, I think it's gonna be a really fun project. I'm actually really looking forward to it. There's not. It's it's simple, but it's like complex at the same time because it is just simple, like casework. Mm-hmm. But there's that fun or, ornamentation side of it as well. It's also large. But,
1: I think any physically large project like that tends to be a little intimidating to some people if they've never tackled them before. Mm -hmm. Well, in a sense it
2: is. I mean, it's like seven feet tall.
1: Yeah, it's large. It's like four four feet taller than you are.
2: It is. (laughs) It is is taller than I can assemble in my shop.
1: (laughs) So that's an interesting thing. So what are you going to do about that?
2: Well, it's, it's a lowercase and uppercase, so yeah. they will never sit on top. One will never sit on top of the other one in the shop mm. until I get them out of there. But I see them side by side.
1: Yeah. I guess. Nice. That's cool. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. And I, and I wonder, too, if you did divert too much from what people expect like you said you you search for it on uh, Google images and you get things that all kind of look the same you sort of run oh, that I mean, risk like, of
2: exactly the same like yeah copies exactly the same
1: yeah all those like same every- trademark elements that you expect to see so you got to wonder if you did completely go out on a limb would people like it you know would they be like oh
2: where's this where's that all the stuff that they're expecting <laughs> to see there you know it's 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 scary like how if you look at if you go out and look for like Queen Anne High boys, just yeah. look at the on the lower case, the lower rail. They all are like exactly the same. They all yeah. have exactly the same look. And they all have the same exact curves. And you're like, okay, how do I make this somewhat unique without going too crazy with it? So Yeah, don't make that's them kind curve. Of right just dead. make
1: squares. That'll look good. Oh, I can do
2: like three by three block legs you yeah, got Gabriel legs. Just like, every square everything up. the carving. <laughs> Skip the carving, use yeah. the, the square stock, good to go. Just call it modern, and it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: That's all
0: you got to do. Just call it modern.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, either way, man, I'm looking forward to it. Getting excited. I want to get my chair done so I could watch you build this thing. It's going to be <laughs> can awesome. Can you come over and watch? No, no, no. No, I'm just waiting for you to send me the <laughs> no, videos. No, no. Uh, by the way, are sending me the videos well ahead
0: of time. <laughs> hint, hint, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Hand, hand, wink wink <laughs> yes yes
0: not, not, he's only going to come over if you install a slop sink because right. i gotta have somewhere to pee so yeah
1: just don't make, make it make too it? high because it's difficult to swing it up Ugh. there you know what i'm saying yeah, well, you gotta get
2: that arc yeah. angle right it's all.
1: <laughs> that's true but then you're always <laughs> at the end you're in trouble no matter what you do
0: Matt's pretty short though so you probably have the same issue of like trying to go to the bathroom in like an elementary school bathroom <laughs> yeah like the
1: there toilet, was no the problem to, the toilet's in mateo's daycare yeah there you go perfect Uh, height for me and we've come
0: back good all right full circle back to the potty talk uh that was my fault shannon what about you um building some drawers and um taking um taking solace in the fact that I've, I've spent a lot of time recently just kind of doing well like matt was saying like the decorative elements of something and it's kind of actually fun to go back to like the meat and potatoes of a project just building drawers a couple boxes dovetails of the corner mm-hmm. um you know it, it's a um overlay drawer so hardly gonna say is it crazy but you know a little wrinkle there and the fact that you've got that rabbit and the dovetails put into it but um yeah, but it's easier i have to fit it yeah exactly it's like there's <laughs> it's so much easier i don't have to like worry about gap or any of that stuff i, <laughs> I was enough. realizing that going man this is easy i should do all my drawers overlaid like this <laughs> totally. that and the fact that the dovetails are half blind so like most of it's unseen mm-hmm. so it's like you can undercut the crap out of it and still have it be perfect but <laughs> nice. um it, it occurred to me you get to that point in your woodworking where. Like you don't really need a whole lot more tools, but you're still picking up tools and you start to find yourself picking up like highly specialized tools for very specific things. And drawers are one of those things where I have a plow plane that's specifically for drawer bottoms. It's a fixed fence that creates a quarter inch groove, a quarter inch deep, a quarter inch from the bottom of the rail. So it creates drawer bottom grooves. Mm-hmm. I have a panel raiser that specifically raises small panels for drawer bottoms. I'm thinking, oh, nice. like this is what's happened. Like it, it's no more. I need a jack plane or need a couple extra chisels. It's it's like now I need you know a tool that only does this one very specific thing. But boy, is it fun when I can pull it out. I, You know, you just like crank out this stuff because there's no setting of, of anything. No setting of fences or depth stops. You just grab the plane, plane until it stops planing. Same thing with the drawer bottom plane. So it's like, I don't know, I guess that's the next stage in my woodworking evolution. Just start to buy more and more specific mm-hmm. single use type tools, you know. I can I, see that in like cool.
1: the power tool alternative being having like two tools, the the router table always set up with a flush trim bit and then another yeah. table saw always with the dado stack. Right. I, I right. thought like Multiple I would never be able to do it set up. Yeah, I thought yeah. that that would be a great that like for efficiency if you were in a production shop that would be awesome to have.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think ultimately as like hobbyists, you know, we tend to we're all over the map with the stuff we build, but like you look at the guys that do you know the first thing that comes to mind are Windsor makers, but chair makers in general. Look at Brian Boggs shop. He's got specialty designed um, router jigs that do this the weird angles and things like that. And if you really specialize, you can totally geek out on like the, the single purpose type tool, mm-hmm. you know, and make it as as foolproof as humanly possible. Sure. So, okay. it's kind of fun. It was just this weird thing where I've been kind of on a on a kick about you know, utility tools and stuff, and then I look on my own cabinet and go, yeah. I've got a plane that does nothing but plough roofs for drawer <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> and I have a panel razor, which is a luxury tool to begin with, but not just a panel razor, a drawer bottom panel razor. Yeah, right. Yep.
2: I'm see, the problem. Not now the, I kinda <laughs> want one of those drawer bottom razors. Yeah, see? You know what I
0: mean, Shannon? (laughs) You get to that point where you're like, well, because the tool, the tool lust, the tool acquisition disorder never goes away.
2: Oh, it doesn't. You just run out of stuff to buy. Nobody, nobody tell you otherwise. My
0: veritas shooting plane. The last thing I needed was a dedicated plane for a shooting board, (laughs) but it's just awesome. You know, and don't get me wrong, it works better than the other planes I was using for it. But yeah, I totally didn't need that. But. I kind of did. You
1: know what I found helps with this though? <laughs> if you can get into other things, other, uh, maybe hobbies, but stuff around the house. So Because I just moved from a place where I never really had to worry about cutting my lawn. We had a service for that. We actually did have grass in Arizona, uh, but it was just too hot. Well, now there's all kinds of yard work that needs to be done. And I'm satisfying my tool desire by getting like gardening tools and the way i used to like go around you know rockler and just walk around yet you know, just that feeling like that you get.
0: milwaukee reciprocating song
1: yes yes and i can i can now go to home depot and walk around the gardening aisles and just be like oh look at that oh look at that oh that's so cool Ooh. and yeah it's it's kind of scratching that itch for me but in a completely
0: different area it's true i just went out and bought a new fly rod so yeah i'm I feel you. Now it's like, okay, well, what do I need to go with that? Right, exactly. Because that's just what I need is another fly rod and another reel. And next thing
1: you know, you're laying in bed, you're watching how to mulch around the tree videos, and it just gets out of control.
0: (laughs) I could pretty much say with certainty that that's not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. I I can't stand yard work, Yeah, you and your allergies. Well, yeah, there is that, you know, you, I developed a grass allergy for those that don't know, like, I think when I turned 40 Mm -hmm. and I fought it for like a year and it would be like, I'd cut my grass and I would be just physically ill for like a week after it. Finally, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if they're connected. Hmm.
1: I'm going to have to let Nicole know that I've, uh, I've developed a uh, laundry allergy and, uh, (laughs) let's see what else, what else do I not want to do? I have a vacuuming Uh, allergy. I just can't do it. I I pick out in hives. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into what's new. So we've got uh, first one here is from Builder Bill. This is uh, William Graham who sent us a, a donation and he wanted to share a link with us. He says, "I ran across this a year or so ago, and I when I was researching kitchen knives, and I now own and love a couple of Hinkle's version of the Kramer knives. It's a playlist that features a small craft businesses. This is Raw Craft. If you um, have seen that." It's like a pretty good little show there with Anthony Bourdain. Uh, so it's a whole playlist of the episodes. He says, there's only one furniture maker and one luthier in the 10 videos, but I think it's fascinating to see all the different places that Handmade is succeeding despite our mass production throwaway society. Anyway, thanks for doing what you do and uh, we will put that, that playlist in the show notes for you guys.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great series. It really makes you want to have like, someday I will buy a custom tailored suit. Right. I'll Just never because. Be able, I don't know <laughs> when I'll be able to afford that, but like speaking of things that I really want, because I know when I went into it now, mm-hmm. I want that. There you go. I want that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds fun. I don't know what the hell I would do with it, though. Mm-hmm.
0: You I don't know. You would, measured you by a tailor would experience definite cuppage. You would look so good, though.
1: You, you think like, so?
2: Guaranteed look good. You know what? Like, there's, there's, it would be perfect for you.
1: You know what? If I don't look good, you don't look good. Isn't that one of the... Men's Warehouse things or something like that.
0: How ironic! Yeah, custom tailored suits to Men's Warehouse.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's that's the yeah. same thing, right? All right. <laughs> sure, sure, exactly. <laughs> Do you guys like Bourdain? You watch some of his shows? Oh yeah, I think he's I've great. Watched this with him. He's his very, uh, uh, Parts Unknown is fantastic. I think it's on Netflix right now. So for anyone, I mean, it's about it's more about travel and food and stuff like that, and uh, different countries, and
0: it, it's just very informative. I really like it. I don't know about you, but travel is about food for me. So. <laughs> Why else travel than to taste different <laughs> well, food? Well, I mean, it would, it, Heather and I will talk about You remember that trip, and all of our trips are defined by You remember that place where we got the great sangria? Oh, yeah. yeah you know, Our entire memory is based upon, actually, that was it drinking. Is, that it is a sound. huge, oh, that's part
2: of it, though.
1: It is a huge <laughs> part of it. When I think of our trip to Hawaii last year, most of my memories are around some of the coolest food experiences that we've had.
2: I yeah. guess when I think about our trip to working in America, my only memory was how long I waited for dinner that one night with you guys. That's, <laughs> that's right. True. That was
1: a long wait. So long God. that uh, your son started to to freak out, your wife had to leave, it was a mess.
2: <laughs> and we didn't even have appetizers or anything by then. That's right. And then the skier guy bought
1: us dinner. Right. See? There you go. Now that's a good memory. All right. All around that food. A good memory.
2: All right. Everyone was, everyone was smiling. That's right. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next one was from... N.J. Wood. Hey, guys. thought you and our fellow listeners might like to listen to Norm taking part in his first podcast. Found it via design-milk.com, which is a site we're checking out occasionally. Only occasionally. (laughs) The link to the podcast is cleverpodcast.com. Whatever will have the link in the thingy. (laughs) That is the Clever Podcast. All right, keep up the good work. So I listened to the first four minutes of this before we started recording. I thought it was very good so far. I was listening to Norm's backstory. Um, that's as far as I got. But, mm-hmm. you know, Norm talking about his life, I think everyone would probably enjoy that.
0: The article that accompanies, it's pretty cool because there's some like old-timey photos of like young Norm, which is well worth checking it out. Like little Norm in diapers working with his granddad like in a, in a trailer and Little Norm standing with his dad building a house, which is pretty pretty cool to see. Is that really true, though? Is that his first podcast? No one's that? gotten him on a podcast. That's
1: yet, what huh? I asked Matt before we started. I'm like, why isn't he on a woodworking podcast? And he's like, well, because no one probably asked him.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm like, yes, oh, that's, that's true. Right. Maybe yeah. we should
1: ask.
0: <laughs> We're all afraid.
1: I, I would be really intimidated to have the guy on the show. Yep. And I'd probably make I would, a full out of I call sick
2: that day. Yeah.
1: Matt can't be here. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, that looks cool. Talk, I talked to him about that one episode when he used a hand plane.
1: <laughs> remember that? <laughs> remember when you did? Remember that time you used the chisel?
2: That oh. was so good. Oh yeah, the good It got me started. I am the woodworker I am today using all hand tools because of the one time you used the chisel.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think the best best thing you could say to him is, you know, I could have built that stuff too if I had those tools. Oh, sure. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. If I had that that ten thousand dollar wide belt planer or, or uh, sander, I'm a dummy. Yeah. Okay, let's get into our kickback here. Uh, first one is from James. He says this is only partially wood-related, but I just wanted to let you know that I've been listening for a few months now and uh, enjoy your show quite a bit. High quality, yada yada, funny, yada yada, inspiring, blah blah blah.
2: Oh, literally says it. Yes, okay. it does. I'm <laughs> just, I'm,
1: I'm not doing this myself. He's I was going to give you some
2: crap. I was all, I was nope, right I'm not pounce. cutting him
1: short. These are his words. I pretty all much right. agree with uh, the general praise that others generally give on a regular basis. But I have to say, I think your show may have just now jumped into my number one position. The deal was sealed when I was listening to episode 377 and Shannon made a reference to both Sam Goody and Red 2 within the span of just 15 minutes. <laughs> this is when it really struck me that you guys are really something special. <laughs>
0: oh, Why do, do you listen to this episode? We talk about stains and slop
1: sinks. Yep, pooping in the slop sink. Well, there's our title. There's the title. Oh, there's a the title for the show. Okay. <laughs> All right, so maybe next time my message will actually be about woodworking. All right, we look forward to that,
0: James. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Well, this one comes from Kyle and is also not related to woodworking. It says thanks to Mark. I don't think I can eat another banana again without having to take a shower afterwards. <laughs> Somebody sent me a screen oh, cap. I, Matt's I, got a banana. I can't mm-hmm.
1: remember who it was, but on Facebook, someone did a screen cap of me enjoying my banana during the show. <laughs>
0: And right now, Matt is waving his banana at the camera. For those who can see it, yes, it's a banana. For those who can't, use your imagination. Or don't. <laughs> 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 Whatever suits you. Just imagine what I mean by Matt waving his banana. Yep. Hope, hope see, no. and now we broke Matt again. It's his turn to talk.
1: Yep, five Come minutes on. later, he'll be back.
2: It's like help. a giant paragraph, too.
1: <laughs> I did that on purpose. People say you don't talk enough, so I gave you more text.
2: Yeah, it's someone else's text. That's right
1: you're very good at reading, if I recall oh, I'm correctly. Terrible at
2: reading this stuff. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I need some like calm down like phrases and like Goose breathing exercises. Exercise.
1: Yes. Breathe. In <sighs> through Ready the nose, out. out through the mouth. Okay, <sighs>
2: hey, we're Thank waiting you. on you, Matt. I know. This is an audio show,
1: Matt, just letting you know.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm see, I'm trying to figure out the point where Mark will actually edit this.
1: Uh it takes quite a bit I think curse words are probably the only thing these days
2: yeah. oh dang I was thinking like a really long awkward pause or if I have like... to
1: leave to go rescue my dog stuff like that
2: <laughs> alright that's one is from Graham it said I thought I'd drop you a note so you could shout at me for being a complete arse and hopefully to let other potential idiots know not what to not idiots not to do what I did <clears throat> alright I'm relatively new to the whole woodworking thing, though I've always made stuff in the DIY sense. Last week, my wife asked me if I could make her a couple of bits to use for flower arrangements. Basically a bit of a birch log split along its length and a trench cut out the outside, sort of like a trough to stick water in. Having knocked up a, knocked up, Hey-o. knocked up a router. Ch- <laughs> How far along is that router? jig? Ch- <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I can't even stop myself. I-
1: <laughs> hey, Raja Jing, how you hey,
2: doing? Previous project. Thanks for the idea, Mark. I split the oh, log, nice. double stick taped it down, and got my biggest router bit out. Sadly, it wasn't long enough to get the depth required. <laughs> 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 oh boy! So that of- <laughs> must must resist. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to finish this for you, Matt. <laughs> I got it in a second. This is, although I, I feel that like the next part is going to be hard to say too. So, thinking that it's held in by the collar by a lot of metal, I loosened it off and pulled it out about a quarter inch or so. Mistake. It lasted well while it was while I was tickling a small amount. <laughs> oh.
0: It's like a serious safety point here right now, and Matt's just laughing
1: at laughing this guy. through the whole thing. Control <laughs> you yourself, son.
2: Someone here is just a literary genius. All right, and it's <laughs> not me. All right, I just read how awesomely put the stuff is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's tickling the last small bit of wood off the bottom, but as soon as it touches a side and put the full length of the cutter in contact, it was a clunk and clutter shot out the machine, and the clutter, the oh cutter shot out the machine. Fortunately, just cladding around the trough rather than hitting anything important like me. Lesson learned and a new bit purchased. Oof. Yes. Yeah. You guys ever had that
0: happen where you're like, it's not bottomed out and you pull it out a little bit and suddenly the I've, thing just pops out I, of the collet.
2: I haven't had it completely come out, but like I've had it start coming out. You're like, you're cutting, kind of, you're like, why is this cut changing? Why is it getting deeper? Mm-hmm. Oh, the mm-hmm. bit is vibrating out of the collet. Yeah. Oops. I had mm-hmm. that happen That's, once with the router table
1: operation, either. I don't remember if it was a mortise or doing a rabbit, but, it was blind as I'm going through, and then suddenly it wasn't blind anymore, and I could see the bit mm. coming up through the work. So <laughs> you quickly, very quickly, turn the thing off and be like, "Oh, that's a close call right there."
0: Well, the other thing is, if you extend it too far like that, you can actually snap the bit. And oh yeah, I had that happen to me with one of those solid carbide mm-hmm. like up flute. Uh, bits. Ooh, man. Actually, in my, my Rubo build, it's on film. <laughs> 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 kind of like Matt uh, Vanderle's dancing uh, Palm Router. Oh, yes. But yes. It, yeah, the, the thing like snapped off and bits of like flying carbide went like whipping across the room. Ooh, terrifying.
1: Mm-mm-mm.
0: Very right. scary stuff. <clears throat> so we don't have an update, but I'm going to play this anyway. Ooh, oh, Ooh
2: Industry
1: all right, so tell us what's going on. This sounds exciting.
0: Well, first of all, there is a little bit of an update. We did talk about that plywood, or excuse me, the, the softwood mm-hmm. tariff like a month ago. It is official now. Okay. So for those of you that missed some of that last week, the... Um, uh, all, pl- all softwood coming out of Canada now costs more. Yay. Woo-hoo. But you heard it here first people. We were, we were ahead of CNN by a full month on that one. Hey-o. Um, now th- there are <coughs> always every single week. My inbox fills up with questions about lumber. Like what about this lumber buying this lumber? How do I do this? What do I do at the lumber yard? What's the lumber yard etiquette? So what's, what's lumber? <laughs> what is lumber? What is lumber anyway? Um, so this Thursday night at 6 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, I am going to go live from the lumberyard where I work and just going to kind of do a lumber Q&A. Um, I did a dry run of this, if you will, with uh, my hand tool school apprentices last Thursday. So the tech part was surprisingly strong. I mean, we're talking broadcasting from an iPhone with no Wi-Fi um, and and running like the chat room via my tablet and all that stuff. But it actually worked out really well. Um, quality came out pretty good. So I'm looking forward to just firing up the cam and say, hit me with lumber questions. It could go disastrously wrong without any particular like agenda, just kind of waiting mm-hmm. for people to ask questions. But based on the number of questions that like we even have waiting in like the Wood Talk Form response the number of questions about lumber and and you know if i can demonstrate or illustrate kind of how lumber is graded or how it works how it runs the lumber yard stuff like that i'm happy to do it so hmm. uh, renaissance woodworker channel you know youtube and live like that's all they love is live right now so i'm sure you'll have no problem finding it if you subscribe to the channel you'll probably get a notification when i go live but six o'clock eastern daylight for those of you on the west coast i'm sorry but i have to do it when it's actually daylight outside what a jerk if i waited- I know. I it's wait in, until 9 o'clock to accommodate you guys. It's and be doing inconvenient in the for me.
1: Well, it <laughs> to be you. <laughs> so what, what kind of data plan do you have? Because uh, I've done a few live things on my data plan, and I get myself in the trouble pretty quickly with that.
0: Oh, you mean like going like, over? Yeah, like CAPS. Oh, I'm I'm unlimited still. I have like the old grandfathered at t unlimited plan. But then they change
1: like, that to like eventually you get knocked down to a lower tier of speed where you still get data,
0: but you get if throttled? I get knocked down, I get back up again. Oh, that's, a, that's a good down. plan. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Oh. I like the I way guess. you think. I like your positivity. Like my tub thumping moment. Yes. Um. You know what? No. I mean, I haven't. Granted, I haven't done a lot of live um via the phone other than like the quick two minute type yeah. thing but i mean this last thursday i went for what 55 minutes it was supposed to be an hour i was actually early for once wow but um then again i haven't gotten the bill <laughs> <laughs> we'll find yeah, out. thursday yet so maybe i'll be eating <laughs> my words but no i mean i, I sorry tonight is canceled <laughs> sorry jenna this got is now bill. costing us a buck 75 a minute which is much more than those 900 <laughs> numbers i used to call ew Ooh. did oh. i say that out loud i did didn't i yeah you did
1: all right, let's get into our voicemail. trying mail. to be the same
0: goody red Toot <laughs> reference. Right.
1: Constantly working. Um, actually, we don't have any voicemail, but if you want to leave us one, you can do that. Just call us on Skype. Woodtalkonline is our username, and you can also email us a voice memo message. I think that's actually the best way to do it. Right on your phone. Uh, Woodtalkonline at gmail.com
0: is where you could send those. Let's get into our email here. There was actually somebody who left us a comment or a form response or something like that saying, how do I leave you a voicemail? I don't have Skype. That's how you do it. Pull up the voice memo app on your phone. If you don't have a smartphone, then mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Or get Skype.
1: I mean, I if you have a smartphone, you. you could just get get a Skype account and do it through that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, the voice memo thing is the easiest way, frankly. Yes. Do Okie okay doke. And the highest quality as well. So let's get into our emails here. Uh, first one is from Mike. He says, Thanks for making a great show. Looking forward to hearing Mr. Cremona's laugh again soon. Well, you got that in spades today, my friend. You got that. What? You got plenty of giggles and silence. All stuff that makes for a great audio show. Okay, I have a router table. Uh, router table should be in quotes. It's a piece of half-inch plywood with an old Ryobi mounted to it. So what wow, I'm saying is awesome. it's fancy. Uh, the router has a quarter-inch collet. I'm trying to cut a three-eighths mortise for three-eighths tenons, a three-quarter-inch stock, and a quarter-inch up-spiral bit. The problem is that it gets squirrely and feels a bit dangerous. I wonder why. Uh, and isn't hmm. particularly repeatable or consistent. My next thought is just to do one side with a router and then chisel the rest. Thoughts on the best way to do it without a lot of fuss? Okay, here's the deal, Mike. First and foremost, if you're talking about a shop-made tool, put a little fuss into it <laughs> because you know putting a router onto a half-inch piece of plywood is just, there's nothing about that that makes me go, hmm, that sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's too thin. So if you're going to do it, at least go to three quarter inch plywood, maybe even double up a stack and then put it on that so you have something that isn't going to bend and warp under the weight of that router. Um, but I think in this case, router table issues aside, I think you could skip this. If you just get an edge guide for your router, I mean I do this all the time when I'm showing how to do router cut mortises, uh, you could just use an edge guide, balance it on the workbench and chances are you have multiple pieces. So three quarters of an inch is isn't very wide and your router will tip on it. If you butt up a couple of pieces together, just did this on the, the front legs for the chair that I'm building, put them together and those other pieces will provide perfect guides and supports for the router to make the surface a little bit wider and then you can just kind of plunge down and go. Now, I don't know that you have a plunge router. That could certainly make this problem a little bit trickier uh, but that's why I think one of the best purchases someone can make for their shop in the beginning is just a a decent quality plunge router because you could do so much with it. So that'd be my recommendation. Go handheld if you can, secure the workpiece, get some extra support and make your cuts that way. If you're going to continue with the router table route, Beef it up a little bit, man. Um, you know, make it a little bit stronger so it isn't going to sag. And then, worst case scenario, if you had to, you get to the point where things feel squirrely. Sure, you can continue it with a chisel, but that sounds like a lot of extra work that you might be able to find a way around. So, and that is my advice.
2: I will add. I'll add something to that for you. If it feels squirrely like that. I would just take a drill bit, drill out as much of the waste as possible, and use the router for cleanup, mm-hmm. because all that squirreliness is you trying to remove a lot of material with a tiny bit, most likely.
1: Yeah, and also if you do that, you have to pay very, very careful attention to which face you're cutting with the bit, right? Hmm. If, yeah, you, if you clean point. out that middle material, and then you touch the wrong face to the bit on the wrong side, you are going to have a serious problem, and I think that's that does get a little bit confusing if you're not... Thinking about the That's directionality, right? That's That can be very scary if you're not careful. Things
2: will get very squirrely for you very quickly. <laughs> squirrely
1: ain't the uh, answer. It's a whole different, uh, whole different the level there. Squirly squirrely missile. Yes, you will make a wooden missile. So, Okay, Matt, you're up.
2: <clears throat> All right, here we go. This one is from Phil. It says, last year I built a nice cherry bathroom cabinet as a gift for a family member. The case and door frame were solid cherry and the back was half-inch cherry ply. I've been doing woodworking from my basement as a hobby for a year now and have lots to learn. My question this my question is this year the same family member would like a bathroom vanity to match the style of the cabinet, i.e. cherry. Do you think that a cherry plywood case would work here? Matching the two pieces is important. The finish would be shellac topped with a few coats of water locks, or would I need to build the case from solid cherry? I'm not sure I hear too much about vanities built from solid wood. Maybe I just keep the door solid cherry and that would be enough to tie it all together. Your thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Love the show, Bill. All right, so I guess the major concern here is like the color matching. So if anything, you can try and pick up a sample of cherry plywood and see how that looks. Um, Maybe it'll probably look pretty identical, at least with cherry. Cherry, especially over time, it all kind of mellows out and kind of all looks the same anyway. So if they're comfortable with waiting enough for it to be totally consistent, Then, like in a few months, they'll probably be fine. Um, The other thing, looking at this question, is like, is it okay to make a vanity out of plywood or is it okay to make it out of solid wood? I mean, my vanity is made out of particle board. So go for (laughs) it if you want to make it out of plywood. That's better than the particle board I have. I don't think I've heard of anybody really making like cabinets out of solid wood, but you totally could. It's just a little bit more work and maybe depending on the source of your lumber could be more expensive or cheaper. Um, if you figure a 4x8 sheet of plywood is like, you know, 32 board feet, if you're paying less than two bucks a board foot for cherry, you know, you got a little bit more work invested to make all those panels, but maybe it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I, me personally, it's cheaper for me to do things in solid wood than it is to go buy plywood, no matter how cheap that plywood is.
1: Well, but it grows on trees, so
2: it yeah. does grow on trees, and it's basically free. I mean, you can get it anywhere. Yeah. It's right there. Just go <laughs> <don't> get it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Just but, go to your neighbor's house and chop down a tree.
2: Don't even ask them; It's free. Night. You're just trying to clear up the yard for me. You know, you just fell a little Mark Spagnuolo going You're like, oh, I got trim some trees. I got my reciprocating saw. I'm going <laughs> to go drop this tree. <laughs> I got my battery charged. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> I even got an extra battery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? My question here is it, he's concerned about matching the pieces. So he's trying to match the Oh wait, he does say bathroom cabinet. Okay, sorry. Yeah. For some reason I got kitchen cabinet on my mind. I'm thinking, who cares if it matches? One's in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. one's in the You'll kitchen. Never be able to see it together. <laughs> totally different lighting. I mean, you know, I mean, you're sitting there pooping with the door open in the slop sink. You might be able to see the kitchen cabinet. That's but, right. And you need that view yeah. to be consistent.
1: I, I sure. just feels feels to me like even if he did want to do it in solid wood, if especially if we're talking about like, like a classic sort of built-in alcove setup for for this that it would be a waste to use solid wood. You know, like you want the stability and the sort of permanence that you get with plywood and the stuff that you see and interact with, that's where you want your solid wood.
0: Yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's just like a powder room, but if Mm -hmm. it's like a full bath, it's gonna be a lot of moisture in there. Mm -hmm. You know, every time somebody fires up the shower, uh, the humidity is going to go through the roof in there. So something more stable would be good. I think so. Yeah. Well, speaking of plywood, uh, Greg wrote in and he says, I'm new to the craft. I'm not a true woodworker because I haven't done a mortise and tenon yet. Oh, okay, Love it. He doesn't have a badge. One of these days I'll do it. Um, Most of my projects are shop storage in nature. Can you help demystify plywood for me? I'm sick of the crap at the orange and blue home centers. I live in Oklahoma City. I have a woodcraft across town that I've been to once. I went to a lumberyard once and left with my tail between my legs. I hear about all these grades of plywood, like shop grade or cabinet grade. Where should I look to get pretty plywood, and what should I look for? Well, the first thing, Greg, is ignore the grades. Well, I shouldn't say ignore the grades. Things like shop grade and cabinet grade, that's a totally subjective term. Um, plywood grading is essentially a, um, well, hardwood plywood grading. I'm not talking about some of the the softwood stuff, the the potato chippy stuff that you're going to get at the orange and blue stores. Hardwood plywood is graded with a letter and a number designation. So A1 would be a good example. It's not just steak sauce. It's also high quality veneer on the face and a number one quality veneer on the back. So you could get an AA panel if both sides needed to be, you know, both sides needed to be visible. But for the most part, plywood is one of those things where just only one face is really important i mean even in the case of like the vanity we were talking about in the previous question one face if it's built in is going to go against the wall so maybe you put the pretty face towards the inside of the the cabinet the other face is going to be invisible so for the most part there is face veneer and then there's back veneers and that's where the a1 b2 d3 whatever when you start to getting down into c and d veneers on the face that's when you start to see the shop grade designation come in because it's not as pretty. And you can fall down the rabbit hole of exactly what does the A, B, C, et etc. mean. It, it's basically dependent upon the number, the percentage of allowable defects and, and what those defects are. The fact of the matter is, when it comes to buying good quality plywood, you truly do get what you pay for. Um, so for hardwood plywood, you know, 65 bucks is probably about minimum. Um, maybe not minimum, but it depends on where you're on the country. But sixty-five dollars for a th- sheet of three-quarter inch hardwood ply is probably about where you're going to find most of the um, suppliers coming down. So if you run into another hardwood panel and it's forty-five dollars, something's different. More than likely, the maybe the face grade is not. Maybe it's not as high. Maybe the face grade has been um, has seams in it, and the other one wasn't seamed or. Um, more than likely, it's the core. Something is off with the core. Something is different with the core. There's less glue in the core. Um, There's all kinds of things. Making plywood is not any kind of top secret thing. You know, We know what the 11 herbs and spices are for plywood. And if you follow the recipe, you can get an expensive panel. If you need to reduce the price point of that panel, maybe you skip a few corners um, and you end up with a cheaper panel. So for the most part, if you're shopping and you have that 65, even Seventy dollar price range in mind. Again, this is three three quarter inch hardwood ply. You're going to get a decent quality panel. If it's dramatically more expensive, you have to ask yourself why. Why is that more expensive? Is it a, is it a combi core, um, meaning it's got MDF and um, veneer layers cross banded, which is you know really really stable? Um, is it an MDF core? Is it a, a veneer core? Or what are the veneer faces? The veneer faces tend to. Uh, hiked the price up more than anything else. So if you're looking for a cherry hardwood panel, you might just get a rotary cut veneer, or you might have like a quartered sequence match panel, which now suddenly you're in a $90 panel because of that face veneer is so much more expensive. So <clears throat> it's really a matter of matching price points. And you'll find that one supplier to another may have totally different plywood supplied by different people. But again, it's a three quarter inch a one cherry panel. But maybe the price point is different because one was from Columbia Forest, the other one was from somewhere else. Um, and Columbia Forest uses soy-based glue, which is now in AUF and can be sold in California. And, you know, you're not environmentally unconscious, unconscious? – not conscious some of us are (laughs) whatever it's a it's an environmentally friendly panel which brings its own price point so again focus on the price point um there's really not a lot of reason for a panel to be that much more expensive or that much cheaper unless something is missing from it as far as where do you go to get them i mean he was already there and went with (laughs) his tail between his legs right that's where
1: you need to go and you got to figure it out
0: well, and you need to have in mind, and this goes with plywood or hardwood, solid lumber. You need to know what it is you're trying to build. What's important? Do I need both faces visible or just one face visible? Are, are my edges going to be exposed? Like, am I going to ban my edges? If the edges are going to be exposed, then you want a top quality, one would call it a multiply. Some people call it a euro ply. Now suddenly you're paying $110 a sheet for that stuff. Um, it all depends upon what you really want to do with that uh, particular piece of plywood. Um, But just knowing the A1, B2, B3, you suck my battleship. Um, Also,
1: the other thing to keep in mind, especially if you're new with this, is a lot of people may get the impression that they make every species in every grade. And when you go there, (laughs) what you're going to find is a lot of times the more precious the veneer is, you're not going to find necessarily like uh, walnut-faced uh, shop plywood, right? I mean, y- you might, but most places that are going to carry like a walnut veneer ply are usually going to have it in a higher cabinet grade quality because yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. Even if someone made that, you're probably not going to find it. So, I think if you know what you want your veneer faces to look like, like Shannon said, in terms of not just the species but quality, then you go to this place and say, "What do you have that fits these parameters?" And guess what? They're probably only going to have one or two options for you. Um, if you right. go in and say, "I just need plywood," that's not going to be very helpful to them and that's probably why you get kind of a sour look if if you don't give them something to start working with. Uh, but they, but every place is generally going to have a fairly limited selection once you know what species you want. Uh, but if you're right. just going in there without that, you know, the sky's the limit.
0: A lot of them are just going to stick to domestic species for the faces. Occasionally, you might find an African mahogany panel. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to a place like the the yard where I work, and we've got a, a wide variety of stuff because we deal with a lot of very high end home builders and cabinet makers. And you know, but we didn't start bringing in genuine mahogany plywood until we you know had enough enough call for it. Up until then, it was maple and cherry. Mm-hmm. Walnut. But again, he's right. You're not going to find a Walnut faced B three panel. It's a one all the way. Usually you can also get into like double a and triple a, but that's a whole other fun rabbit hole to fall down. The other thing is, is plywood can be custom laid up for you. Um, now it can get expensive relatively quickly if you 're only looking for one sheet, but usually that has to do with the actual freight of getting it there. Shipping plywood is very expensive you 're shipping a single panel essentially you have to build a crate to go around that panel so you 're paying you know ninety bucks for the panel and one hundred and twenty to get it shipped mm-hmm. just to the store to go pick it up but um, there's there 's many of an example where they the places they're getting their plywood could very easily lay up a custom panel for you and maybe get it added to the next ship. Now, you've got to have lead time for that. But there's many of an instance where we've had a customer that needed something very, very specific. And it's just a matter of contacting our distributor and saying, we need that panel laid up. Can you add it to our next order? And then that weird panel comes in that's, you know, well... Casser ebony on, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, beautiful combi core panel, and you know you're paying for that stuff, but you know it, it's it's all possible to get. It's just a matter of knowing exactly what you need for your project. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right,
1: well, we are going to do another show after this. It's our email extra, and if you're a $4 or higher patron, you get access to that over on Patreon, so that's patreon.com woodtalk. And today we're going to talk about jig construction, things that you need to get it done. I'm just going to bat that around a little bit, smack it around, flip it, rub it. You know you know what I'm talking about, Matt. Let me get my banana out. Setting you up here. Get your banana ready. Oh, there's my banana. Okay. Uh, and if you want to support the show of course Patreon just mentioned that you can also set up a recurring donation through PayPal uh, you can do that at woodtalkonline.com and also t-shirts at twwstore.com you could find some great WoodTalk t-shirts and uh, let's see leave us a review in the iTunes store doesn't cost you anything just uh, find us there click on ratings and reviews and leave us a nice five star rating preferably Shannon how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here
0: this week we want to know what you do in your slop sync, and you can tell us by leaving us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online, or you can call us at 623-242-5180. You can use our fancy contact form at woodtalkshow.com slash contact, or just go to the website, woodtalkshow.com, and leave a comment right there. You can find us also at com Renaissance Woodworker.com, and what's that in my com. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Snickers bar. I I don't know if you'll find us there. (laughs) You might find something, but you might not
1: like it. It'll be good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and enduring this, and uh, we will catch you
0: next time. (laughs) That's a good word for it.
1: (laughs) Thanks for making it to the end. Oh, man.